Warning, the Bonsai Beat contains explicit language and may not be suitable for all listeners or fans of Neo Genesis Evigallion. Several anime companies have gone bankrupt. 1,337 anime fans have been sued. All the while, the Bonsai Beat has been there to deliver you the latest in news, show reviews, and discussions from both the experienced and novice anime fans' point of view. And now, broadcasting from a deserted island so Funimation's lawyers can't find them, here are your hosts, Delokun and Zach. Bonsai Beat. My name is Jellicoon, along with Zach. This Hello, everyone. Episode 274. <laughs> yes. Wow. I know. Almost 275. 275 feels like, you know, it rounds out with the quarter. Yes. Hey, we have actually been doing very good. We have been recording bi-weekly episodes. I think we finally found our... I think we finally found our our, our way of doing stuff. Yeah, it's hard to say. It's like a, we found our groove, but well, yeah. we, a lot of us don't usually have. Like, I don't know. We don't exactly have any excuses. I mean, I've been stuck inside forever. You've probably been stuck inside forever. So it's like one of those. Right, I'm not like, well, right now. exactly. Well, it's so not it's about like, free time. It's about what you want to watch. That too. You know, it's funny. It's I, I was thinking. I've never. Wa- oh, go ahead. I was thinking. You know, like we have. A million different things to watch on anime or movies or TV or anything. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, nah, no, no. It's almost no. like too much choices. Yeah. Back when there are only like three choices, you're like, well, fuck, I'll watch one of the three. That's an easy choice. Yeah. Now I just have, I have too much stuff. I don't yes. even watch much normal TV. I just watched season two of Westworld, but season three is out now. So it's like, I don't even follow mainstream shows. I never finished episode. Or- did I finish season one of Westworld? Yeah, because they were on the beach at the end. Mm-hmm. I started watching first episode of second season and never picked it back up. And I've got third season, but I don't know. Was second season worth anything? Like, I don't know. Like, it was interesting. Westworld was a fun, yeah. like, diversion and all the different twists and turns it had. But, like, when the second season came around, I was like, I, I don't, I don't care. Um... The second season was good. I don't really like where they left off, though. I'm not eager to watch the third season. I'm sad it, that Silicon like the Valley... The first season was the, was the best one, and it, it felt like they weren't sure. I mean, at the time when they released it, I guess they have no idea how well the first season will do. Yeah. And then the second season just seemed rush and, like, kind of... To capitalize. Yeah, kind of, like, secondary to, like, the main plot just because they, they got it out there quick or something. Gotcha. Because, yeah, I just, I really liked the first season. It wasn't something I was like, oh, my God, I got to watch. But I found the story really interesting and just uh, the characters and the whole universe they'd built. But mm-hmm. by the end of the first season, I was like, okay, you told your stories and things wrapped up and I'm content. And they're like, by the way, here's another season. Mm-hmm. I guess the cool thing for anime fans is the the second world they go to, other than the Western one, is is the like the Japanese shogunate fifteen hundreds world. Oh, I didn't know that. 
So that's kind of cool. Yeah, the park has different worlds in it. Oh, so now you can go fuck all the geishas. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Or they fuck you. Well, <laughs> sure. And they kind of have like a matriarch society going on briefly. Huh. They're kind of in charge of a lot of stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't you know. You sound a little staticky to me. And I no. don't know if it's. You sound great on. to me. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just making sure you sound good on the recording because to me, through Discord, you sound staticky. Ah, well, the good news is, is I don't record through Discord. I record locally, direct into our DAW system. Yeah, so it's probably fine. Yeah, it's I sound super. <laughs> so, well, thank you. I mean, we'll get into into like anime in general. It's, I guess, back to the podcast and rhythm discussion. I've whenever we decide to record, I've never been like, I don't want to talk about anime. It's usually just, have I watched anything to talk about? Yeah, that's the hard part. Like, I've never watched something and then been like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. Same. My problem has been I sit in front of a computer for eight, nine hours a day mm-hmm. at home. And not then, for fun. Not for fun. Yeah. And then when I get done with work, it's like, I don't want to sit in front of a computer, even if it's watching anime. Because like, a lot of what I have to watch today is not dubbed. And then I just don't watch it. And I'm just like, well, whatever. Like, This is a story, something like, oh, I got I to watch this. And then I will, but yeah, I, I guess... Yeah, I don't know. I guess my point yeah, is just, I'm the same way, though, where it's like, if I watch something, I'm usually watching it for the show. And because I might find it interesting, but I'm also saying, like, oh, would this be fun to review or something to talk about or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point, is maybe, well, at least for me, initially just watching different genres of anime was enough. But now I almost have to consume it in different ways, which we'll get to talk about soon. Um, well, I can talk about it now. So basically, I mean, you would watch it on the computer, especially if it's subbed uh, yeah. with, with your poor eyesight. You're not sitting really far away and reading subtitles. Sadly, no. You know what's actually funny is I just bought a lot of anime from somebody on DVD. Mm-hmm. And, like, all the shows were were... Uh, subtitled. And I was like, damn it! <laughs> I don't own a DVD player on my computer. That I'd probably oh, just yeah. stream it anyway. But at least I can say, hey, I own a copy. I can legally do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's, yeah, my point is it still has to do with the medium. It's like if you if you do a work at your computer desk in your computer chair for nine hours, you want to move around or at least go on a couch or something different, you know? Yeah. It's like, but if that's inconvenient, and then same with subtitles versus dub, it's like, well, I help my parents cook dinner, and I can watch stuff up there, but I'm not reading subtitles. Yeah. I gotta watch something where I can hear it. And I mean, they don't want to watch anime either, so. Yep, yep. It's it's like you're I'm constrained into how I watched it, and before, that was, like you said, at the computer. But now, I have a Vive, and I can watch it in VR. Ooh. So I, I've been doing that. I've been joining, for a while I was just joining Random Worlds, and I gotta say, we've talked about it before, I I don't, it would be arrogant and conceited to say I don't like the average anime fan, but I, fe- I found the average anime fan's etiquette while watching something is not what I want, you know, it's it's yelling random meme shit 
over the really? show. So I Are you serious? Oh, well, I mean, I oh, guess. Oh, that's so cringy. <laughs> of course, but you know what? Here's the thing, though. I was going to point a... out my selection bias. I'm in VR chat, a game primarily for, for edgy children. Okay. So I, I'm also like... speaking as a 35-year-old boomer. Right, yeah. We're, we're out of touch. <laughs> We don't think they... TikTok is cool. No, I don't or... even have that installed. Or Instagram, or Pinterest, or WhatsApp. Damn, uh, you have nothing. I have nothing. I am a, I am Twitter, and even then, I'm like, I update once a week, if that. If you're lucky. Yeah, I mean, I don't do most social media. So yeah, like I said, it would it would be arrogant and boomer like to condemn everyone. But it it took a while to find people I enjoy watching stuff with, and I. I joined a room that had like ten people that were all watching Initial D. Oh wow! And that's a show I that's never. That's an older show, watching. right? Yeah, and they're all people that are like in their young twenties. Well, one of them's thirty-five. Because um, I asked them all their age because I was curious. ASL, um, but ASL, ASL. Yeah, but, I, <laughs> but I joined, and they're on like episode sixteen of season one, so I watched it. And a lot of them knew a lot about the cars. So mm-hmm. like when different cars came on, they would talk about the cars and some of them own different ones because they were into like the the 90s like fix your own car tune-up scene oh wow so yeah it was a really cool experience so you were actually learning things too then it wasn't just a you were passively consuming the media and going oh cool yeah they're yeah some of them were playing some of them were playing on desktop and some were in vr and i was in vr um, but then, like, when a car came on screen, people would be like, oh, it's the whatever, blah, blah, blah. It has this much horsepower. So that was cool. It's like someone that doesn't know much about cars. It was yeah. cool to watch with someone that was so hype about cars, like, explaining it. It really made it more exciting for me. Because overall, I would, after watching, like, 10 episodes of the show, um, I would say overall, it's like the shonen of racing. Pretty like, much. There's so much recap. There's so much, like, non-dialogue that happens just like talking about what a race is and it's it's basically just all filler i would describe the show as but it's really it's really exciting if you watch it with someone that's really into it so they bring new perspectives and they're right i would assume their their upbeat attitude and excitement is what's like more memorable than the show right yeah like the whole experience so that's ties back to the another medium what I watch Initial D just on my computer alone, not at all. It's very <laughs> slow. I don't care about cars, but I was so into it because these people were so excited about it. And then once we finished for the night, they're like, oh, we want to add you on Discord. You should come watch with us again when we watch it again. That's so then, awesome. Like, three, days, three days later, they watched it again and we all watched it together. So, yeah, this is a really cool experience. So how how is it in the – because so I have thought about buying a Vive – I have thought about buying an Oculus. I think it was the. I think it was the Oculus. What's the one with the hand? I know one of them didn't have like the hand stuff, but now they. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. I've looked at like one of those. R, and now they have the Oculus Quest, I think, which is like a standalone headset. Yeah, the Quest, I know I tried buying back when we first went into lockdown, but it was like gone. It's been gone forever. But then I heard kind of bad things about it, where it's, it's good, yeah. but. I mean, if yeah. you have a powerful computer, you want one. Which that, like, I don't. Yeah, that's a thing. You don't. Or it's like, <laughs> I do. So my vibe that plugs into the computer is, yeah. is good because it doesn't need its own computing power. But oh, it doesn't. I'm impressed with how, it does or it doesn't. Because yeah. that's my other problem is 
like me and my I, I live in a two bedroom apartment so like if I was going to do this I'd have to go put it out in the living room with my TV because that's where all my room is mm-hmm. you know versus like okay I'm either sitting sedentary or I'm going to like trip over something in my room with my computer yeah well I mean uh Something to consider, I guess, when I play. I don't really move around that much. Like, if I'm playing standing up, you're mostly moving on the touchpad. Like, it would be unrealistic to actually walk around unless you have, like, a warehouse worth of space. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I've yeah, done so I've it's... done some... I've done VR once or twice when I was uh, on a trip to in Toronto. We were walking around Chinatown, and we came across this uh, warehouse, like, building. Like, this little building with, like... Uh, like a World of Warcraft, like something on it, like fantasy something. And we're like, what the hell is this place? And we walk in and it was this, all it was was VR pods. And you paid like 15 bucks for half an hour and they strapped the headset on you and it, you could watch your buddy play because they had, they had flat screen TVs at every little station. It was awesome. Because I, hmm. I didn't know if I could do it because of my vision. I could do it fine. It was great. That's interesting because um, I can't see shit in VR unless I'm wearing my glasses. So I, I yeah, no, no I, I I wore my glasses. You can put, oh, okay. you can wear yeah. the glasses over your headset. Yeah. Um, because I've looked at stuff like super hot and been like, oh my god, that looks so much fun. Or it now it's fun. bone. Boneyard. Uh, bone, bone works. Yeah, it's made by the Brandon Jaw of uh, Freddie Wong and him early YouTuber, like successful YouTuber from back in the day. Oh, interesting. Um, but yeah, like, so how, how is it? Like, is it like what? Cause I know like I bought my mom a, uh, Samsung like gear, like headset back when those first came out for Christmas one year. And you know, they had like the Netflix app where it was like, Oh, you get dropped into a room and there's like, a big huge window and then like a fireplace with like a TV and like you could look around the room and be like oh there's the fireplace and you could mm-hmm. you know how is it in VR you know VR chat specifically is really interesting because all the worlds are made by the users using uh, Unity oh so it's like the VR chat experience uh, they built it first on some version of unity and now they have like the udon version which is different i'm not really sure about the specifics but mm-hmm. um yeah so everything's created so there's like a million different worlds you can go to because the company that made the game doesn't make them the users do and then they upload them and then invite people to go there i think it'd be really fun to do wrestling one especially can you watch live like is it i'm assuming that you're just pulling these off of like youtube or some kind of video yeah, so site. the way the the way the anime the world is called Anime Apartment for anyone that wants to go to it in VR chat. And basically it's a server someone hosts that they link to their world. And there's like a menu they put in with pictures of everything and you can click what you want to watch. And then you have like play and skip and pause buttons and stuff. But then also, like you said, there's a player you can integrate into your world where it's just live feeds. So you can use URLs or different, live feed links basically to watch like twitch or youtube or anything that's a live stream i watched some of like the the spacex launch in vr live and they were using they were using like the live url cast from youtube yeah 
So yeah, there's different ways to do it. The anime world I go to is server based, but yeah, you can just rip it right off of like URL links. Oh, interesting. And then however you set up the player, like the one in anime apartment, you get your own controls locally. So you can change like the contrast and the size of the screen and the curve of the screen for yourself without changing it for everyone. Gotcha. So like if I think the show's too bright or whatever, I can like dim it myself and it doesn't fuck up everyone's experience if it wasn't too bright for them. Yeah, because it sounds like really fun for like live sporting events. I the wrestling mm-hmm. for me comes to comes to, comes to mind like watching a an illegal pay per view rip or something. <laughs> right, and especially especially in a time where you can't go somewhere else like a friend's house or or, or the bar or whatever. It's yeah, it's a cool medium to to watch stuff in a group. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, that's another reason why the game is free, because it has such a, a terrible copyright problem with it. Because <laughs> you can make a world with any intellectual property using any stream of information, using any server you may host. Oh, so, God. How, how, many you, how many Pornhub rooms are there? Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, they, they will ban you for nudity. Oh, wow. Oh, so they do have rules. Yeah, they do have... It's not completely the Wild West. Oh, Yeah, okay. but the reason they... The reason they could never sell it for money yeah. is the, the game is just like an unlicensable mess because users can put whatever they want in it. Gotcha. Um, yeah, but it's Fun. a really cool experience. And then I've, I've played real games, you know, like Super Hot and Boneworks and stuff, and so, those are really fun. Do the games get kind of old after a while, though? I mean, like, I oh, noticed yeah, when I... When I was playing... The only like... one that doesn't is Beat Saber because we oh, like, that looks so much put fun. new maps and new songs in it. But yeah, I'm like sick of super hot or super hot at this point. Bone works like, is still fun. I know where everything the guns is. are so fun to use. <laughs> but yeah, super hot. There's only so many levels. Yeah. Once you beat them all a few times, it's like, well, like I started I mean, it's watching a really cool game to share with people that want to try VR, but it's, yeah. it's not one you want to play forever yourself. Yeah, like I started watching Jack because of VR, the Rick and Morty, and the super hot VR playthroughs mm-hmm. he did. So, oh, like I've looked, I've watched, I just, ah, oh, that cost is just, it's not at a point where it's like, oh, I can go, sure, I'm going to talk myself into buying this or something. I'd just be like, eh, 200 bucks. Sure. No, it's like, oh, $600 plus a whole new computer. Fuck you. Yeah, it's a lot. Well, I guess back to the point of the different models is as someone who already had a powerful computer, the vibe was like, good. It, so- it sounds like like this this app you're talking about. If you wanted to do group chat, and obviously the the quest has different games built in for the most part, you could yeah, do that. You can get VR chat on the quest as well. Even yeah, though it's not part of the Steam store. Side loaded. Um, yeah. Well, they have their own like quest store. I'm pretty sure it's in there. But well, my my, my main point was it's. It's getting much cheaper for people that don't have good computers because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the the Quest R or something, the Oculus Quest, um, it runs itself. Like it doesn't yeah. need to be hooked up to your computer. And for four hundred or five hundred bucks, I find that really impressive that it has the hardware to run the screens itself. I don't know what its frame rate is. It has to be less than five. Maybe it isn't. The Vive is too. 1920 by 1440 yeah they're a little lower hertz. Yeah, yeah i think they're like 60 or something like mm-hmm. i don't know i i, I read about but, when i was but it doesn't really it. matter yeah for like the games because like the developing kits no one's playing well i mean the new half-life game is close but no one's really making a game that looks like a triple a title so mm-hmm. 
Um, it's not like I benefit from having 90 versus 60 frames in VR chat. I'm pretty sure everything is locked at, yeah. at 60 and it's basically just anime figures and Minecraft looking worlds almost. So <laughs> it's not like I'm missing out without the hyper realism, but the shows look really good. Like I can blow up the screen. It still looks high res. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a good viewing experience. I watched uh, Grave of Fireflies. Oh, what a VR, sad movie. Which sucked, because then I cried, and your tears can't escape VR. Ah, <laughs> so I had to, like, had to no. like, lift, like, lift up the, the VR lenses so they could run down my face. Oh, oh. What a sad day. But, yeah, that movie's sad as fuck. It but that was fun to watch fun. in VR, too. So, uh, so I guess, yeah, back to the very original point. To spice it up, at this point, I just need to watch it in different ways with different people because I hardly find reason to watch something alone at my computer. Man, we never reviewed it. I swear to God I watched. I know I watched Grave of the Fireflies. I thought I thought I reviewed it, but it's not on our index. Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember you talking about it. I would have watched and it sure in probably it was... 2012, 2013. This is when I probably would have when I watched it. I know that much. Because I was still living in Minnesota. So, yeah. Such a good show. Yeah, it was a really good movie, eh? I was skeptical going in because I'm like, how much of this is just America's very bad? Yeah. This is what they've done to us. But no, they, they did a really good job portraying of how the culture of everyone being driven to participate slash want to win in a war is very toxic to society and to children. <laughs> so they did a really good job portraying the evils of war without just being like America did all of this. Mm -hmm. They showed like, like their aunt that took advantage of them and stuff and didn't value them because they couldn't participate in helping the war effort. I, I thought that was very good, but yeah. so sad. Yes. Um, well, that's neat. It sounds like it's a really cool experience. Yeah, definitely. And like, it took a few rooms to to find people I want to watch stuff with, but it's very doable. Reminds me a lot of watching them at a con. People just come and go, and you know, we got people who would well, like it. And yeah, I was never in like an shit. anime club or anything. No, in same. High school or yeah. college, but I I heard neg mostly negative things because like as someone who actually cared about the show, I didn't want to just go there and have people yell and talk over it and yeah try to be um, the there's still people that try to spoil shit <laughs> like oh, fuck off. i was watching a bit of toradora which i mean i've seen three times so it wasn't a big deal to me in vr yeah. but there's this one person who's just trying to spoil everything for it and i'm like we had to kick him from the world because i'm like come on you can't just you can just be quiet and let people watch it for the first time like talk about stuff that just happened don't talk about stuff episodes ahead but yeah but yeah i mean there's shitty people the bird is the group. devil what was that? The bird is the devil. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good experience. I hear you. And I also got back into it because I've had it a little over a year. I'm not even sure I ever even talked about it with you. No. Um, <laughs> I secretly got VR. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I probably would have bought it if I knew you would have had it because I was so close to buying the Quest to the point where I was like, I went to Best Buy to buy it, and, like, it was sold out uh, back in, like, February or March. Yeah, it would have been February, late February, early March. 
And then since then, I've just been like, eh, I don't need it that badly. Because it sounds like everyone I talk to who has it, they're just like, oh, I used it for a little bit, but it's a pain in the ass to set up. And I got to use a special computer or this or that. And it's never just sitting there ready to go. It's like a to-do. Yeah. It's a chore to like, yeah, oh, you want to use correct. VR? Oh, you got to do this. <laughs> I got coworkers yeah. who have it, and they're like, ah, I just, my kid plays it every now and then. Yeah, for a while I wasn't using it. You definitely have to have a reason to get back into it or, like, a group of people that are into it because, yeah, like, the experience isn't negative, but it's just not very exciting. Like, uh, if you spend a lot of time setting it up and then I go play some game that I'm either sick of, like, super hot, or even if you mm-hmm. play VR chat mm-hmm. alone, it's like you might just meet people that... A, don't speak English, or B, are shitty. So, like, that's a negative experience. It's useful to go in with, like, a a wingman or someone that, like, you like hanging out with anyway, and then just try to find people. Gotcha. Um, Do a podcast in VR. Yeah, that'd be cool. Well, speaking (laughs) of that, the reason I got back into it is on YouTube. I was watching something called The Virtual Reality Show, which is hosted by FIA. Her real name's Sophia, but she does like a virtual anime girl model, and uh, she interviews people about VR and talks about VR issues while in VR. <laughs> so it's called the Virtual Reality Show. I can link you the one she has about. It's on YouTube. I'm googling about specifically what uh, headset to get because she has useful information. But after watching that. Um, I joined her Discord and talked to her in VR um, about different issues, and she knows a lot. She's really nice. So really? the yeah. reason I got more into it is, like, this person's making content, and they're really excited, you know, back yeah. to being excited about anime. They're really excited about VR. So now I occasionally play with her and, like, her friends. So That's cool. Well, yeah. cool, man. That sounds really awesome. And it definitely is something different, because, like, I mean, for me... Anime has just been a passive, like, hey, I do it by myself, or every now and then my wife will, will watch something with me, you know, but usually it's just a seldom, like, this is just something I do, it's a hobby, and I don't mm-hmm. really share it with other people besides you, or, you know, whatever. Like, I have a couple coworkers at work who, who watch anime, and they'll we'll chit-chat every now and then, but, you know, it's nothing, like, hardcore. So, right. Well, that's cool though. That sounds like really. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it is, and it allowed me to. I mean, time goes by so fast when you're in VR too. You know, I. Like why don't you just three have, or four hours in VR chat without noticing? Why don't you just have one of those heads you can put on the desk and you just put after you're done playing, you just put the VR headset back on the mannequin head. Well, that's not the hard part of setting <laughs> it up. So, I yeah, just, the vibe. The vibe tracking requires like external trackers. Yeah. Oh, they like, got the um, lighthouses. Yeah, they have the lighthouses. Can't so, you like, just like put them up on the wall and leave them there? You could. I have a uh, like photo stands for them. Ah. Like photographers use. Um, I know. I mean, it's not hard. I mm. guess it takes like two minutes. It's the people that say it's hard to set up. It's not true, but it is something you have to consciously do. Basically, I I plug in both the lighthouses, turn on the controller move stuff that's in the way and then that's it basically it's not as seamless so, as Sour, Sour Art online makes it yeah it's not it's not quite there but i mean it take i could do it in under a minute should someone ask me to <laughs> to like do it quickly <laughs> so uh yeah basically 
I have a Switch, not not Nintendo's Switch, but I have a Switch that switches between two different HDMI displays, one for my second monitor and one for the Vive. So basically the process is press a button to switch HDMI inputs, plug in both lighthouses, which involves getting out of my chair, uh, turn oh, on no. the two controllers, <laughs> move shit, put on headset, pick game. Gotcha. So yeah, you could do that in under 60 seconds. I will tell you this much. So after going into after coming back from Toronto and doing the VR thing I actually wrote up a business plan and was looking into starting my own VR studio like doing the same thing I went into up in Toronto All right, uh, yeah. back in like 2016 and I had bought a domain I had started looking at you know malls and stuff to like where I could you know, open places to look but whew, you have to do shit illegally, man. Like there is no way to make money because uh, at least when I was looking, maybe it's maybe it's different now. But when I was looking, uh, you could not buy the standard headsets. You had to buy these twelve hundred dollar version of the headset, which was identically to the version you could buy it yourself, but it came with support. And then on top That's, of it... Not to mention the licensing for games. That's the thing that was fucked. So licensing was all over the place. There was licensing where you just bought the game per headset. And then it was yours. But a lot of the licensing was... Oh, we're going to charge you per second usage every month. That's absurd. <laughs> yes. So you were charged per second of use. And at the end of the month... You were then tallied up. Oh, you played this much that game? Uh, okay, you now owe us this much money. And there was places where you could buy packs of games. And then, like, you would get charged for those packs. Like a recurring monthly expense. Um, it was just... That's what made it too much. Where it's like... Um, it, it became too much. It's like you literally had to do everything illegal. Because the licensing was just wasn't there. It didn't make sense. Like there's a company called like VR Spring where they made a custom like dashboard for you. So you could, you know, manage all the headsets via a computer. And then mm -hmm. like instead of like having a you could put that on and they you could either set, set a game for them or whatever, or you could give them the control and say, Here you go. But it was all customized. You could skin it with your colors and your logo and that was per month, and they, you know, it was just crazy, like all over the fucking place. And we looked into getting like four or five VR stations with like some TVs and some. Uh, I was gonna put down some rubber, or, uh, you know, those like big puzzle piece rubber mats. I was gonna put mm -hmm. them down with some rope around, you know, like a. That's a good idea to set up like the floor. Yeah, and then so like you know each, when you're off of it or. <laughs> yeah, that you know that and, but it was it's like safe. it was, just, it's not viable. It's not viable. The licensing, the costs to get started, the rental of a a space, like we were looking at it, my wife and I, and it was like. We need like sixty or seventy thousand dollars. And then, like, on top of it, it's like, you can only be open for so much during the day and so much during the night, mainly. 
Because during the work day, who the fuck is going to be like, oh, let's go to the VR place? Unless it's like a, a work outing or something, you know? Like a team building event. Right. Or it's like, you know, who are you catering to? Mainly, you know, the people who have never done VR before or don't have the barrier to like, like me. I don't have a great, I don't have a very fast computer. Uh, yeah, hey, but you I'll still have money to spend. It's like, yes. otherwise, you can't really, your business plan doesn't really make sense if you're catering to like children that want to try it. Yeah, how much and it's like 30, yeah, it's like 30 bucks and a half an hour, like a dollar a minute. That's a lot of money. Like, don't get me wrong, right. but it's like when you I can't. Find people that have the money, but also don't own the stuff at home. Yeah, and that was the thing too, where it's like, I remember land, I don't know, are you familiar with what land centers were? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I used to go to land centers growing up. PC Bangs in Korea. Yeah. So, I mean, we had, I mean, they were here in America, too. So I used to go to a land gaming center, you know, with friends. And it was like, that died once broadband became ubiquitous everywhere. You know, you don't, you know, you there's some that probably still exists, but they aren't, they aren't that, you know, they aren't that. They don't exist. And mm-hmm. that was my thing about this, where I was like, okay, cool. VR's expensive. The 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 barrier to entry is still somewhat high. But, you know, technology gets cheaper. You know, is this a five year thing? Is this a ten year thing? Can I even last two years? You know what I mean? Like when you got unpredictable expenses with like the licensing and shit. You don't fucking know. And then I, I went on Reddit and like Googled like land, like VR centers. And it's just like just super low. People are talking about, I mean, that's why they don't exist anymore, right? It's very hard to make money at them. Yeah. And but like, then VR is an additional complication. Well, and that's the thing that, too, but... where I was like, oh, I could do sodas and I could do a gaming. Like, oh, we'll put a PS4 in there and, you know, maybe like a 65 inch TV and have like smash tournaments or, you know what I mean? Like go out. But again, it's still like, who's going to be like, oh man, let's go to the VR zone down the road Instead of just being like, hey, I'll get online and we'll play Smash together. You know what right. I mean? So, I, I was so excited, though. I was, like, gun-ho about it. I was, like... Well, especially after your first VR experience. And stuff. Oh, it was amazing. It's so like, impressive. Yeah, <laughs> it's I was like, this is awesome. I, and... I was very skeptical the technology was even there. I mean, it, even though it's been out forever, yeah. it's hard to find reviews that actually, like, convey good information about it or i mean just it's something you have to experience so um i didn't actually even try it before i got it which is probably just like a bad way to spend your money but (laughs) i was i was impressed that it it was so much more advanced i was skeptical it was that good of an experience A, a funny first experience i had playing vr chat like a year ago there's a room like a maze running room basically and you had to complete mazes without dying mm-hmm. and i entered a new like i turned around a corner and there's a new room that was all blue and i go to my friend why is it so cold in this room and what happened is while i was playing i accidentally moved over my like floor air vent with the ac <laughs> going <laughs> and it was just so funny because i never thought that me someone who's generally skeptical yeah. would be tricked by yeah. VR, you know? So and my friend's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, Oh shit. And it confused me, but what a cool experience that even I can be tricked by it. I've got a funny story too. So when we were walking around in Chinatown, I, I forget what the name of the, it was called like Toronto VR or something like that. Um, 
gonna look here real quick. Um, oh, I don't even exist anymore. Um, but uh, essentially, right around the corner was a poutine place. I fucking love poutine, and obviously being in Canada, I was like, yeah, poutine. So I got poutine. And mm-hmm. uh, oh, it's called a uh, House of VR. Yeah, that's, that's a good name it for it. House of VR. Um, so Wait, was this just near the poutine place, or was it part of it? It was like no, it was right around the corner. Like we were just walking. Like me, and my buddy, my coworker, and I were just walking, like around Toronto, because we were just like we had a weekend off of work, and so we walked into this place. You know, we were like, what the fuck is this place? And they're like, oh, it's a VR place. And this kid was playing some, like, fish game. Like, he was in the ocean. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, Dad! And he goes, yeah? He goes, why does the ocean smell like french fries? I get so <laughs> real. And he's like, what? <laughs> he's like, this game doesn't, you can't smell anything in the game. He's like, but I smell french fries. And he's like, that's not the game. <laughs> we were laughing our asses off because we were just watching this kid play. Like, because me and my coworker had both never done VR. We were both confused, like what we walk into, because literally it was like the space with roped-off areas with TVs and then like headsets mm-hmm. hanging up on the ceiling. And you're like, uh, and I'm like, what? Is, normal what? land cafes are dead. What is this? No, pretty much, yeah, because it's like I'd never been to that, and there was they they you know, it was neat. Uh, like I said, and there was no like that much branding. It was like just some random like building with like like uh like a generic fantasy world like poster in the window. Mm-hmm. Like it could be like a magic. Yeah, we thought it was like yeah, we thought it was like a video <laughs> game place. Yeah. Or something like that. Like so. an independent seller of board games. And yeah. Shit. And then they have all this technology in there. Yeah. yeah it's, I mean. It's, that story is funny because it's like the innocence of children. Yes. But yeah, I've actually reached that point of, of being tricked in VR. So it's 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 That's a cool awesome. experience. Yeah. No, I definitely want to do it. I just the 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 cost is a bit much when I think about it. Cause it's like, well, okay, I've got uh ten fifty whatever six gigabyte six gigabyte or whatever my graphics card is, but it's just like. Is it enough? Because I hear things like, oh, store, screen dooring effects can be really jarring. Or, you know, if it slows down, it's, you know. Yeah, if it slows down, it feels really bad. You notice frame drops when you're in VR because, you know, it's right on your eyes. Yeah. Um, But, and also there's no, like, essentially, what do you call it? Like, whatever FreeSync and G-Sync technology is, there's none of that for the Vive. So it, it's bad at, like, equalizing rate. Like the screen will tear, um, but I mean, ten fifty might be enough. I think when I got the Vive, most people were saying like the ten sixty was the minimum. So I don't know how close they are. I have a ten seventy and it works fine, but that's a significantly more expensive card. I don't know graphics cards. I guess it'll always get cheaper, right? Graphics cards are always getting better. Yeah, um, I'm impressed that without a computer the standalone headsets are only like 400. So like for the cost of a powerful graphics card, you can almost get one that doesn't even need a computer. So that's impressive. So it's, it's getting there. I would, yeah, I would watch uh, Fia's video. She discusses the different kinds of tracking and the 
different requirements of, of getting it. It's becoming much more feasible than just the Vive, which is very expensive and needs a computer. Yeah, no, I gotcha. And it's going to get down there. I mean, I'm still waiting for, like, the killer app. I mean, like you said, Alex mm -hmm. is probably the closest. Or, you know, like, Beat Saber, I know is huge. Yeah, Beat Saber is a ton of fun. I mean, I haven't played Alex because, honestly, it doesn't really appeal to me. The AAA experience in VR is not something I'm necessarily interested in compared to, like, the community. So, I mean, I'm really into video games, and I, I play a lot of, like, more competitive games like StarCraft. But to me, that I'm fine with that being desktop experience and the thing i'm interested in vr is like the social aspect so i don't care if the game isn't a triple a title i just want to experience a lot of different stuff you know gotcha like I, I want to see all the yeah, world's people are i wouldn't mind playing some simulator games like i play american truck simulator i play uh i play um uh flight simulator flight sim x Hmm. Yeah, I have a friend that has a, like a flight sim VR game that he's really into. I that, wonder which one that one is, but that sounds cool. I mean, that'd be really fun. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, yeah, it's like one of those things, like, how often would I use it? I don't know. Yeah, and if you want to play simulating games like driving or flying, definitely get a VR headset with thumbsticks, because the Vive has that shitty touch circle that all Steam products have. I don't yeah. know if you've ever seen the Steam controller. Yeah. And it is a, a bitch to no, control. No, I was going to I was going to get the fly. What was the other one? The Oculus? No. I think it was the Vive. There's a Vive I I think it was the Vive I played with. We, we have used. different Vives. I think they have like the Vive Cosmo that has like a different controller. But yeah, the original Vive has Oh no, it was the HTC. I was originally or the the Yeah, no, it wasn't HTC Vive, I think. I don't remember. It had but thumbsticks on it though. Like mm -hmm. Their new ones do. Oh, they just okay. came out with like the HP Index through Valve, and that one has better controllers. Yeah, the initial one. I think it was Oculus. I think it was the Rift. I think I originally used. Okay, yeah, most people I play with in VR chat have like the Oculus Quest. And oh yeah, they all say things about it. Yeah, okay. it's cheap, and you don't need a computer to play with it. But I'm actually, curious but it has better controllers, despite my like three thousand oh, dollars total and, setup. And now they've got the. And now they've got the hand stuff where they didn't have that before. Where right. they can emulate a hand. Oh, my cat is so sad outside the door. Oh, I can hear him. My cat is sitting next to me, loafing next to my keyboard. That has been his thing now. He is so mad when I am not letting him sit up here with me when I'm working. <laughs> Whew. Cosmos Elite Virtual Reality System. Ooh, I could have it delivered by uh, Monday. Only nine hundred. Oh my God, your cat is sad. You let him in. <laughs> yeah, I'll let him in. Oh my God. Yeah, he's very sad. Come in, Steve. Steve's the cat. Hi, buddy. <laughs> and I guarantee you, because it's a cat, it's gonna walk around, go in a circle. And then, like, walk out. That's a sad boy. Now, he'll stay in here. Hey, no more meowing. Come here. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I'll pet him. Yeah, he, he's a very vocal boy if he wants to be let in somewhere. And yeah. He actually he drools a lot when you pet him. <laughs> when, he get, when he gets purring, he drools. It's pretty funny. My cat knows where we keep the treats, so Hachi is always, like, wanting me to go with him. And then he meows underneath where his treats are. 
Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. He is a fat boy. Steve doesn't do that for treats, but if he wants to look out the window and he wants you to open it, he like looks at the latch and just meows at you. Like, you have hands, open this. Ah, uh, yeah, he gets around. <laughs> We've got wooden wooden uh, shades, and he is figuring mm-hmm. out how to get around them. So, it's actually funny. The first story I got, when I got him, he slept with us the first night. But when I woke up, we couldn't find him anywhere. And I'm tearing apart my closet. We're looking around oh, no. everything. I looked for like two hours. Finally, I look behind the curtain, like, and there he's just chilling in the sun, loafing. <laughs> I bought well, him. We were frantic looking for you, and yes. he's just like, what he's... do you want? I'm sleeping. Yeah. He's we... not upset at all. <laughs> no. We bought him a uh, a tile for the first, like, two or three months we owned him. I literally went and bought a tile and put it onto a, a collar. Because we didn't know where he'd go. Mm-hmm. Now he's like, whatever. Now he's like happy and used to us. But yeah, it was funny. I was like, God damn, my cat. Where are you? You could have gone that far. <laughs> <laughs> the one place I don't look behind the window. All right. Well, cool. That is VR chat. Yeah, we, t- we talked a lot about VR, but it was related to anime, I swear. Yes. So, what have you been watching other than that? Or is that about it? Uh, no, a few more things. So, I mean, I've already seen Toradora, but I watched some of that in VR. Grave of Fireflies, Initial D, some Gate, which I've also already seen. Gate. Um, some Something Samurai Girls. It was oh. some sort of fan service show. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was okay. I actually, what I really liked about it was like the art style was all like blotchy and inky when when they fight it's like supposed to look like calligraphy i guess which i thought was really cool so everything looks kind of like storybook-esque and then when they fight like ink flies everywhere which instead of blood i thought that was neat Hmm. um but i only watched like three episodes what else have i watched i finished like the first half of railgun and then they delayed it until next season just because they're having a hard time keeping up with production during covid so now i have to wait 65 days for the second half of barrel gun so that's upsetting uh what else have i watched analyst watched a good amount of stuff i'm still watching tower of god honestly the show is just really boring and i don't like how it's animated this is one thing i can't agree with reddit on I, i don't understand why everyone's into this like web series show it's not good um so that's my that's my review it is not good <laughs> um my life is a villainous i still really like i've started it's... rewatching it uh the they finally started coming out with dubbed episodes so i'm gonna start watching it again mm-hmm. it it's is... fun it's lighthearted. it's like a, a cool take on i guess a harem <laughs> where she's trying to get, win everyone over to not be killed in the game or whatever yeah because she knows her life is now a game but inadvertently, she's also just not very smart. So she's accidentally just making everyone jealous by them all liking her. So she's kind of undoing the work she's doing to get them. So it's like a, a cute take on a harem type show. Mm-hmm. They just all love her. <clears throat> Even the girls. She keeps like intervening and like ruining the guy's chances to get with the individual girls. So now just like everyone likes her slash dislikes her for stealing their romance <laughs> interest. So it's pretty good. 
Uh, I watched all of the newest season of High School DxD because I was waiting for it to be in English. It's been out in English for a long time. I just forgot about it, so I watched all of that. Nice. Uh, what else? There's one other show. But now I'm forgetting. But that's that's a good amount. Oh, I watched uh, How Not to Summon a Demon Lord, which honestly was not very good. But it seems somewhat similar to High School DxD, mm-hmm. and it was not. So, disappointing. But, uh, yeah, that's all the shows I watched. All right. It's like six different things. I, I ended up watching all of the season one of Initial D because I watched, like, the second half in that group of season one, and then, like, two people in the group didn't see the beginning like me, so we went back and watched, like, the first 15. So I've seen all of season one of Initial D, and we're going to watch season two soon. Hell Yes. We watched, actually watched the first episode of season two, and it, it's cool. It, lo- it looks way different. And they have, like, a I don't know if it's a different studio or just it was so many years from the first one. It just looks way different. But it definitely looks noticeably more late 90s than early 90s in terms of anime. And all the characters look, instead of, like, very big eye Sailor Moon, they all look, like, much more Asian. <laughs> That's kind of like a weird racist way to describe it. Not to me racist, but all of them look much more Asian and much less cutesy and big-eyed and normal hair, you know? So it's it got, like, much grittier. Like, the CGI is grittier. It's generally darker, and, like, everyone looked much more topically Asian. <laughs> so it's cool that while watching an older show that's been made a long time, you kind of see how, like, animation progresses. Yeah. Like, this is probably how the characters looked in the manga, but the first season just couldn't get close to that, you know? Gotcha. So, yeah, I don't... I'm sure because it's such a popular show, someone knows more about that, but it, it's cool to see how it changed between the two seasons. Um. So, yeah, that's probably more than I've been watching in a long time, just because I'm so into it in my group. Cool. How about you? Have you watched anything? Uh, just about what we're going to be reviewing today. That's really about it. Oh, wow, they did. Okay. Wow. All right, let's get a DVD picks. It's another week, and more DVDs are being released. What should you get? It's time for the weekly DVD picks. Oh, got a good thing it's pinned in here. I got to Oh, first off, we got Bungo Stray Dogs, Dead Apple. No, no idea. Did I watch that? I feel like it's a gangster show. We watched, what, 91 Days? 91 Days, Gangsta. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot about Gangsta. What a promising show that devolves into just having no plot. Pretty much. <laughs> Bungle Stray Dog Season Three Collection, uh, Mob Psycho. Oh, sorry, Mob One Hundred. Uh, two. Oh, sorry, I can't read. Mob Psycho One Hundred. Uh, two, complete collection. Right. So season two. Yeah. Yeah. The series in general is called Mob Psycho 100, so I guess yeah. Mob Psycho 100 without any numbers is just season one. And then ReZero, Starting Life in Another World, season one. The show's still coming out. They're uh, still re-releasing that. I guess it's soon they're re or they're airing season two, so maybe they're trying to sell it before that happens. Because um, that show's been out like five years now. Dang. I watched that when I first moved to Texas. That show came out in early 2016, I think. Oh, wow. Uh, it's been a while. <laughs> Doesn't feel that long. Yeah, no kidding. Heroic Age, complete collection. Uh, Michiko and Hotchin, complete collection. 
Essentials Edition. Now, here's what I don't understand. I own Mitchell and Hodgkin on Blu-ray as a save from Funimation. But they, they usually charge like 20 or 30 bucks. This is $40. I, That's I don't weird. Know. I thought I thought Essentials was the cheap version. It's weird that the save is even cheaper. Well, oh, the save was what I think before Essentials existed. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. One I mean, piece... I guess just it's someone that couldn't get the copy initially like you did, but it is silly that it gets released twice in like cheaper format for Blu-ray. Yeah. And that's not even that cheap. 40 bucks is close to like the original price. Probably. One Piece Season 10 Voyage 1. Wow. Oof, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Strap no. in. Next, I'm going to watch all of One Piece in VR. Oh, God. My coworker is... Undertaking. My eyes would burn. My coworker, that's just been his goal throughout this stuff. He just, <laughs> he, he has been watching nothing but One Piece. Yeah, I mean, that and would like, do it. Would you're, busy all you're nuts. Uh, Nanan Biori, the movie? Oh, I've never seen that. I've Same. seen like the cutesy characters from it all the Same. time, but I've never actually seen the show. <laughs> yeah. So that was all for June 9th. Uh, June 16th? We've got Tales of Zetsia, the X. I I don't fucking know. Never heard of it. I've played a few Tales games, but oh, it's they're a... usually really boring. Yeah, okay. the Tales series has been around forever. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of them, but the show I can't imagine is exciting because the game I played was very boring. You know, a girl who cheats or chance love at the bound of this world. Okay. Never heard That's of that cool one. Title. Yeah. She chants love. Domestic Girlfriend Complete Collection. Oh, no. Not so this show. I was like, man, they want 90 bucks for that show. Or, sorry, 70 bucks for that show retail. They've got it right now for sale for 45 bucks. And I'm like, I wonder if it's dubbed for that expensive. They actually put a re- they actually put an English dub on this thing. And I mean, it's that un- seems worth it if it's Blu-ray and it's dubbed. <laughs> Here's what I find funny, too. TV 14. But yet, it says it's uncensored on the uh, Right Stuff release page. Hmm. It says it's uncensored, but on Sentai's site, it says, oh, it's TV 14. Uh, there's people having sex in this show. Like, some of the stuff they cut was actual sex scenes. Right. Yeah, I don't know how it doesn't get. It's not. It's not. Rated. It's not hentai level, but. I, I mean, it's know. close enough. Like DXD has nudity. Um. Well, only top nudity. Um. But yeah, if you're having a sex scene, it should be 18. DXD is 14 because it's just nudity. Maybe they get away yeah, with that too, because there's nothing like graphic. It's not graphic sex. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe they're just there's the same some titties as DXD. every now and then. Yeah. Finally. Mysteria Friends, the complete collection. No idea. Mysteria Friends. I'm going to look it up. What is Mysteria Friends? we got to look up one show. Yeah. I'm excited for next week, for the week after, though. What's what's there? It's on, Mysteria Friends is selling on Target. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh... Episodes 1 through 10 of an anime directed by Hideki Okamoto. Welcome to Mysteria Academy, where the secrets of magic are taught to an eager student body composed of humans, gods, and demons. Of course, 
It takes an unusual degree of tolerance for these groups to mingle freely. But thanks to this unusually diverse and inclusive educational experience, the most likely friendships are bound to spring up. This is how Anne, a human honor student who happens to be a princess, wow, what a backstory. Oh, shit. Uh, finds herself growingly increase. wait, what? Growing increasingly close to Greya, a half-human, half-dragon who also happens to be a princess. Okay, this show sounds terrible. If if their backstory is that they're an honor student, everyone's my a son's princess. an honor student, and a yeah, everyone's a princess in this world. So their claim to fame is their birthright, and that they they're somewhat smart, and now they're friends. Sounds okay. terrible. Mysteria friends. It's a Mysteria. Why I'd want to watch this show. Yeah, but uh, I clicked Target because it was the first thing that came up on Google, and I'm, I'm surprised how much anime they're actually selling on Target. Okay, so I Googled into these Funimation Save versus Essentials. Mm -hmm. Basically, it's just another way to release this shit. It's basically their save line, just, I don't know, without the terrible-looking green banners. Because that was the one nice thing they did do. If you had a save collection edition, they would put this big-ass green banner that's an S-A-V-E all over it. And then Gross. you would notice on the even the spines were green. But mm -hmm. they allowed you to flip the uh, – they usually had – all the curtain covers were double-sided. Double-sided? What does that mean? The, the, the Yeah, the, the art covers. Uh, so okay. you could take away that shit. So it looks like a normal, but it usually wasn't the same. It usually wasn't the same cover art as like the standard edition. Still, that, that's so strange to me. It's like, uh, in order to sell media cheaper, instead of like, I don't know. I guess instead of adding something, just make it expensive. They actually have to like physically harm the the box art in order to sell it cheaper. That's so weird. Yeah, let me it's see like instead of just re-releasing it because it's the same cost to them. Instead of just re-releasing it cheaper, they're like, we got to make sure these people have the cheap edition. And I guess it's to please people that paid full price because they're like, well, at least mine doesn't have. At dumb the end art of the day, though, it. who the fuck cares? Like, at the end of the day, you're still getting the same exact, the same exact stuff that you paid for. All right, I sent you. Well, I'm not uh... someone that watches stuff physically, so I guess it's just so far removed from me. But if I did, I mean, I have a few things physically. I would want the box art to look good. I wouldn't want the green shit on it. So I guess yeah. I understand. I, I sent you a picture or uh, in, in chat. So actually, right stuff even has like an entire section for save the, uh, discs. Hmm. And this got some good stuff, and it's all like twenty between twenty dollars and cheaper. Hell yeah, Riddle Story of Devil, 15 bucks. The show is average, but for 15 bucks, what a steal. Yeah, so, but yeah, you see where they got the stupid, the stupid spine? And the stupid right, corner? and if I was someone that wanted to collect something, I wouldn't want that. So I guess I would be the sucker paying more money for the same show, just because the box is ugly as fuck. Yeah. It, I don't... Maybe you don't feel the same. But I, I flip them. I it's usually, a deal breaker if it's on there for, for me. For me, I don't give a shit. I'm just mm -hmm. happy to own it. Yeah, actually, it's funny. The save edition right now on the most expensive save edition on Right Stuff right now, which actually is no longer available, apparently. Uh, oh, wow. Well, actually, a lot of these are out of stock. Uh, mm -hmm. It's Michiko and Hotchin for twenty nine ninety nine. 
So I would hope it's going to be relatively cheaper. The retail for that Michikon Hachin Essentials Edition was thirty nine ninety nine. So, you know, right stuff yeah, so usually takes still... off five or ten bucks. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want that shit on there if I was going to go through the effort of buying it. End of the day, I don't give a shit. I just look at it like I'm getting the same discs. Like to me, I don't give a fuck. I usually just flip them. I usually just flip them around anyway, and no one knows. Unless you were to open it up mm-hmm. and be like, "Oh, there's a save thing." So. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know you could flip them around, so I guess that would make me feel better about it. I didn't know either, actually. <laughs> like I would just buy them and be like, "Oh, that sucks," but whatever. And then they were like, the "Art would be upside down." Well, or yeah, because but... I would open it up and there'd be more art in there. I'm like, "Oh, that's just the background thing for the." For the plastic. And I was like, oh, no, you could, they're meant to be flipped around. Hmm. Yeah. I thought about buying Domestic Girlfriend, though. I need that trash anime on my shelf. <laughs> you need it uncensored. Yes. Uh, actually, speaking of shelves, I ran out of room. So I, I went... I feel like every year you tell me you run out of room. Well, <laughs> this time I went to Lowe's with my coworker. Mm-hmm. And we built an eight-foot shelf made of wood, of made of lumber. Hmm. I got plenty of room. I got five whole. It's a nine, eight. It's eight foot by four foot shelf. And I drilled Wait, it. How right many shelves? Th- it's just one big shelf nope. that's eight foot by four. Foot. Uh, ten. Ten different shelves. Okay. I'm like, <laughs> what's the point of that? What do you have that's ten feet tall? Yeah. <laughs> oh, those are or the uh, those are the limited edition collection box sets. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen my One Piece collection? The box is 10 stories tall. Yes, all the DVDs. It's That would be pretty fucking cool if they sold like some super edition and all the boxes combined It's just a big-ass boat. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. You, they all combined together to make a huge-ass boat made out of 900 episodes. That would be so <laughs> cool. You, you know people that are super fans of One Piece would have to have it. Yes. Yes. It comes with a life-size Monkey D. Luffy statue that rides a giant boat made out of anime discs. Hell yes. <laughs> and then you, you don't even need a new shelf for it. You need a new apartment. Yes, you have to. Store it. You have to go rent some. You have warehouse. to rent a real dock. Yes, a real dock to, to, to dock your boat. <laughs> <at>. <laughs> oh no! It's sinking. Oh, who took episode three? <laughs> Yeah, so if anyone that produces anime is listening, sell me a super box set of One Piece, a boat. God, it'd be like a couple grand. Yeah, hopefully more. I want it to be like 15 grand. Yes. I want it to actually have a built-in like propulsion system so I can ride my One Piece boat <laughs> around. <laughs> Hell yes. I don't know what other show you could do it for. There's not really a show that's as Um, Gintama? Yeah, I don't know what that would be though. I haven't seen much of it, so it, it's. I know it's comedy. Yeah. I don't know what thematic item it would have that would be expensive. Um, Saze-san. Um, a really old show from the from the seventies. Must be old. I've never even heard of it. I want every uh, star. Wait, what is it? Starship Troopers. I want a giant spaceship. I mean, that show's not very long, but I want a spaceship of Starship Troopers. Hell yeah. Space Battleship Yamato. I want the actual battleship. There you go. You want the battleship. Um, 
Bleach was pretty long, but it eventually not, ended. I mean, like, what, 200? what about Nothing all the like what about Dragon all the re-releases and everything of Dragon Ball? All the Dragon Balls. That doesn't count though, because like it's it's like re-editing of it. It's not like a new episode. Well, I guess if you took all of the original Dragon Ball and, and Dragon the Ball Super Z, and the and all the, the spin-offs, all the movies. I guess you all say case closed. There you go. It's probably like over 500. Yeah. Case closed has been on for a million years. That could be like I don't know, a a bloody knife or something. Or a, <laughs> a, a I don't know. An entire a, house. It's like the clue. There you board. go. The clue mansion. The Clue Mansion is, is case closed, and it's you have to buy an entire real estate property to have all of the show. Yeah, that, that could be a new thing. Uh, I imagine Aniplex would do it. If oh, they have they no would. shame selling $200 discs, then I'm sure they can sell me a house that allows me to own the anime. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they have no qualms about it. Here is a cot. And yeah, cot contains one episode. Yes. Just wait to buy the OVA. Actually, you have to buy like additions to your. Property. Oh, you want an electrical hookup? Oh, that's gonna cost you. <laughs> the so... the Anaplex three hundred dollar light switch. Yes. Don't give them ideas. They could. They probably would. <laughs> yeah, Man. It's, it's excessive. I guess the save collection seems like a very good deal when you compare it to that. Yes. All right. Well, what am I reviewing today? Because we are reviewing stuff, still. It's so long, I'm not even sure if I want to review it on this episode. Yeah, don't worry about it. We are reviewing, or I'm reviewing, High School Seha Girls. Also known as Sega Hard Girls. Uh, I was wondering why it wasn't Sega Girls, and it was Seha. Because I guess it's Sega and hard. Sega and hardware. Uh, the first question I had was already answered. Oh, yes. they're not just very hard, durable girls. No, they are. It's hardware, yeah. Believe me, I was at first the same thing. I was like, what? Why are these girls so hard? Yes! <laughs> and is that lewd? Oh, God, it looks terrible. Okay, well. <laughs> I, I just looked at one of the screens for episode one. The animation's gross. Okay. Let me so, have it. Tell me about the hard girls. Tell me all about the hard girls. So, obviously, this is made by Sega. It aired in 2014. Uh, in fall of 2014. And uh, I guess what's kind of not- notable about this is it was directed by the same person who did Gouda Gouda Fairies. Um, another kind of 3D modeled weird anime. Where that show was more like fairies being lewd and like just talking about random shit. Um, uh, not tied to not tied to anything in particular. IP of, of yeah. So, I guess the big thing about this too is the show was animated, or at least the character designs were done by K. Apparently, K is the person who came up with Mik- Hatsune Miku. Her mm-hmm. design. And this entire show was edited, or at least, you know, the character movements and stuff, were done in a freeware program called Miku Miku Dance, which apparently uh, is MMD. a... Yeah. Funny funny tie-in 
to earlier okay. to interrupt. Uh, uh, VR chat, the way you upload models through Unity primarily is MMD. Oh. They accept MMD files. So the way to get a character you want is you take an MMD file from the internet, mm -hmm. rig it with bones to move in Blender, and then upload it uh, with their SDK through Unity. Isn't Blender free or is it? Yeah, Unity money? and Blender are both are Oh, both okay. Free. I, I don't know. So, yeah, MMD is models. I, I have a few MMD models to use in VR chat. What are your, what are your models of? Oh, I have one of Miku, actually. Oh. Of, uh, there's a snowboarding world, so I have Miku and, like, snowboard gear. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that one. Um, well, come but... on, Zach. You could... So, you could play as um, uh, Dreamcast... I want to play a Sega Saturn. Mega Drive this, or Sega Saturn. Yeah. Out of this list, Sega Saturn looks the cutest to me. Yeah, so that's the first thing I wanted to talk about was the character designs. So these are supposed to be anamorphized, you know, like chibi versions of the hardware. So mm -hmm. if you look at Dreamcast, she's got a bow with a Sega controller around her head. But then she has pink hair. The last time I checked, the second Dreamcast very much was orange. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, she's wearing orange, like an orange yeah. shirt, and she's got the... Well, the controller was white, and, like, the box is orange, I think. Well, no, the box is white, too. Oh, was it? Yeah. What was orange, then? Um, the color scheme of the logo and stuff. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so, but yeah, so she wears, you know, white, obviously, but I was like, why isn't your hair... Or at least your eyes. Like, she's wearing an orange shirt, and she's got the Naruto noodle. That's actually what it's called, the Naruto noodle. I did not know that. Um, <laughs> as a necklace. You know, because that was uh, what the Dreamcast logo was. The noodle. And she likes noodles. Yeah, she likes Naruto noodles. Um, <laughs> but it was funny. I want to hear about Sega Saturn. So Sega Saturn. So, yeah. So Dreamcast is like the ditzy, like, idiot girl, kind of. Like the Ganky mm -hmm. Girl. Yep. Mega Drive, which is over in the United States, is the Sega Genesis. Mm -hmm. She's blonde. She's got glasses. And she's like the smart one. That's what I grew up with. Although mine was branded as a Sega Genesis. It yeah. No, Sega Genesis. I had a Nintendo, but then I became a Sega. I had a Nintendo 64. I had a Nintendo Entertainment System because mm -hmm. the doctor told my mom that I could get better vision and better hand-eye coordination by playing video games. That's funny. It's like the opposite of conventional wisdom. Oh, I know. It's so it was close great. to the TV. You'll lose vision. Your doctor's like, he needs to play video games all the time. I need to play to all see. the Tetris. <laughs> yeah, but I had to play shitty games like fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Not the good one. The one with the fucking underwater world uh, zappy seaweed. And... Not the, oh, not, the arc okay. not the arcade game version. I was going to say, I don't think I played that, but I remember the arcade one fondly. Yeah, so the arcade, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game was fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. um, so was the Simpsons one. Yes, and the Simpsons one. And um, X-Men. I never had an X-Men. I just liked the Simpsons in that one. Hmm. Um, and then I had, like, Skate or Die, which I love playing. I thought, like, the vert ramp was always fun. Mm -hmm. And the guy in the front, Lester. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I grew up in a Sega. I mean, I was so into Sega. We had the Sega channel growing up. Are you familiar with what the Sega channel is, Zach? No. 
Okay, so the second channel you paid maybe twelve ninety five a month. Okay, no, I did, I did know what that was. Okay, I didn't know what it was called, but at one point, I mean, I was very young. Yeah, I was like six or yeah. five. My parents for my Genesis did get some sort of cable thing that hooked into it, and I got different games every yep, month. Yep, that's exactly what it is. Hmm. That's exactly what the second channel was. Aha, uh-huh, I'm old enough to know. I just Hell didn't know yes. the name. My parents weren't like, this is the Sega channel subscription. <laughs> oh, man, I was so excited to get it. Like, cause... I was always excited when the, the, the Looney Tunes game came around because that was like my favorite. <laughs> I remember. No, it was, it was uh, Anim- Animaniacs. Not oh, that game was fun. Yeah, I remember like my, my mom <laughs> letting us play Mortal Kombat 2 and like unlock it. She had restrictions of like M rated games. Mm. And she's like, I'm like, I'll play Mortal Kombat. She's like, oh, okay, sure. So we played Mortal Kombat 2. <laughs> Mine wasn't unlocked because I remember specifically playing uh, Primal Rage. Oh, it was so and... bad on Genesis. Well, yeah, it wasn't very fun. But also then I realized looking up YouTube videos later that I always had the censored version because, like, it was so bloody and, like, graphic. But the version I had, like, the monkey's ultimate attack was just, like, farting on your opponent instead of, like, <laughs> shooting blood at them. So I thought, I thought, I thought that was funny. It's like this isn't how I remember it, and then I looked into it. It turns out I had the censored version. Whoops. The one thing <laughs> I remember was because it was around the '96 Olympics, there was a game called like Buzzy and like the Olympics, and you went around as a platformer game, and you collected like medals through platforming levels, and it was related <laughs> to the Olympics. Interesting. Yeah, I love the Sega Channel. It was fun. We had it for like a couple of years. I remember, and we finally had to give it up when they shut it down. But I remember always trying to find out like what new games were coming, and like it was always fun. Like you always thought we were badass because they had the test, they had the test zone area. So there was like games that hadn't been released yet, or they were like from Japan. Oh, that's interesting. And yeah, I don't remember that. Like you just didn't know what you were gonna get, and I was like, oh man, what am I gonna get? It's awesome. It's the original loot boxes of. Pretty much. Oh yeah, well, you had to beat it. To, I mean, you paid for, I guess, but. Yeah, I mean, you're already paying for the subscription, yeah. but it's exciting. You can try unknown things, especially yeah. if they were in Japanese. You have no idea what the fuck's going on. Yeah. So, Sega, Sega Genesis, or in this case, Master System. She's like <laughs> the smart one, and she's like this blonde with glasses. But again, she looks smart. Like, to me, I look at like what were the colors of the of the Sega Genesis or even the Master System. Black and red. She's wearing a black, like, coat. She's wearing black and red, and her eyes are red. Ah, uh, yeah. I guess, I think they're more purple. Well, maybe. I think it's fair if their hair is excluded from the color scheme. I guess. I don't know. I guess I'm just being picky. What a stickler, yeah. And Considering finally, the animation looks so shitty, I'm not yeah. sure I'd be a stickler on the design. But I guess if the whole point of the show is to recreate the systems, then they could have done a little better. And then finally, there's Sega Saturn, or Saturn-chan, as I always call her. Um, she's like... Uh, how do you say? She's not like ganky. She's not like outgoing. She's kind of like the level-headed girl. She's normal. <laughs> normal, I guess. She's She's the gamer. I don't... It's weird they didn't make her, like, a trope personality. I mean, she probably is, but it's kind of like... She's like... she's not. I was hoping she was a tsundere. She was just very rude all the time. No. 
No. But she always gets shit on, though. Like, they she's always the make... Yeah, she's the punching bag of the group. She's too normal. She's not as smart and not as energetic. Like, they're always asking, like... <laughs> like, the first episode, they're, like, they're talking about, like, what kind of guy Saturn would like. And she's like, oh, I would like a guy who played baseball. And then they have, like, a story about him she's playing the, baseball. She's the normie. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... So, the whole point of this thing is they go to this... They go to this school called the Sega High School where there are three girls. You know, they don't know their systems, obviously. Um, Sega, the master system, she carries, like, a tome of information with her. And, like, uh, Dreamcast can go online. And that's some of the early jokes. It's like, oh, I can look up stuff online. And then you hear, like, a modem dialing because, you know, that's what they came with the system. Mm-hmm. Um, but they go to this school and they find out through this like bunny like on this screen named Center um, that they have to collect a hundred coins and then they'll pass Sega High School they'll graduate so every episode they have like missions so like in the first episode they have to go and fight people in Virtual Fighter for the Sega Saturn. That's and they have to cool. defeat 100 people. 100 fights in a row. So they actually go through the TV all of Persona 4. And mm-hmm. they end up in the game and they end up as like video game characters. And they each, like, like in the Virtual Fighter episode, they... Um, they Do they uh, look different? Do they they look slightly like look different. Characters? Yeah, slightly. Oh. But not, not like. 100%. I was hoping they'd be like animated in the style of the game. A little bit they are, but they're not. Yeah, it's not all the way there. Yeah. So, every episode is only ten minutes long, um, and they have like eye catches, which you don't see anymore today, um, where they'll display facts. Like if they were talking about a game, like they were saying, like, "Oh, Sega Saturn, you you'd probably like that old guy from," and they show like. Um, uh, oh fuck! What the name is that game? The one where you sword, you ride the dragon and shit. Golden Axe. That's it. Ooh, I love they Golden Axe. Yeah. Now I want to watch the show just because I like the games. They're, they're going. Well, they keep making. They keep going back to one of the old guys. You know, one of the guys you play as in the blue. Yeah, in the blue trunks. The dwarf man. Yes. <laughs> they say, uh, like he became like a singer. And they show him, like, yelling, that trademark yell he does. Like, brah, brah. Mm-hmm. They show him, like, doing that into a microphone. And that, that he likes Sega Saturn. And that he's fallen in love with Sega Saturn. Uh, nice. Yes. And that's her. And they make fun of her because that's supposed to, She's like, oh, no, that's your ideal husband right there. And he's like, I don't want some old guy. Mm. And, like, they go to, like, Space Channel 5 on the Dreamcast and they dance with Lulu. Hmm. And the old guy like gets pervy and like, <laughs> um, so but that's like, like the gist of the show. It's like if you're a Sega Saturn fan or a Sega fan in general, I mean, that's what I meant to say Sega a Sega fan in general. They've just got like these homages. Like they'll bring up stuff like, oh, uh, what about this? What about this guy? And they'll show like different characters from different games, um. And they'll have, like, a little bit of music or, you know, something, you know. Kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, hi, see, if you know what this is. Um, 
What I find interesting is it was made in 2014. It's like, that's a long time to wait to make a show that's an homage. Like, am I now old enough that, like, the system I grew up on has homage media made about it? (laughs) I guess it's been, what, 30 years almost? Yeah, no kidding, right? (laughs) I guess it makes me feel old. To me, I mean, I guess you would either make it as that was popular or you would wait a long time to consider it retro so it's interesting that all these systems are considered well, and that's what that. i find funny of what they chose like second like the master <laughs> system in the dream case too and the that's what i Mega found book. interesting though is like the master system okay no brainer probably their most famous console dreamcast makes sense because um i mean i guess when you think about it all pretty niche in the West. Yeah, well, Dreamcast didn't sell well here, but it's got a cult following. I had a Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but like but it, yeah. Sega Saturn, for example, that flopped hard as fuck in the U.S. Mm-hmm. You know, but then you think about the like, what other system could make? What would you say? A would you say Genesis or would you say the original? Like, would you say Sega CD? Would you say Sega Saturn? You know, like what? You don't have that many consoles to choose from. In the grand scheme mm-hmm. of things. I guess I would have done a handheld, like the Game Gear or something. They, and so that's what's kind of goofy is, is like, earlier on in the show, or they're Game like, Boy. oh, by the way, oh, it's Nintendo, you can't do Game Boy. Oh, you're right. Um, Game Gear, yeah. They, they actually have, like, a scene, like a whole homage, or like five minutes of, they're like, oh, there's going to be a school-wide idol contest. And whoever wins, and they're like, whoever shows some spillage gets extra coins. And I'm like, what the fuck is spillage? <laughs> That's I what they, it was just cleavage. Yes, it was, if you show titty, they're very spillage. sexist. If you show titty, you will uh, get extra coins. Oh, I mean, but, I guess uh, the idol show in general. And idols may be inherently sexist, but that's another topic. <laughs> but um, they actually like go through like and show like, oh, here's game guy, here's game, uh, you know, here's Genesis. Here's they Sega actually show Genesis Nintendo. as an American blonde with like big tits, and she's wearing like the American flag around her and like a Texas get up, a cowboy get up. She's like a cowgirl. <laughs> and like game because it was the Americanized uh, yes version of the master one yes um, they show the Mega Drive they show Sega CD they show like all the different the Sega the SC3000 the Sega Mark II like did all these the, different did they have like the first one the 1000 I think so hmm. yes they did they have the SG1000 yeah because like, I, I think the 3000 was like a computer type one yeah so they show all those, but they're just like characters, like, oh, that person's mysterious, and and that person, oh, she's from America. Uh, she's mm. really popular there. And like, yeah, so it's interesting that they narrowed down the main characters. Yeah. The ones they did, and then all the other ones just get like a, a brief homage. They also picked like a very, I mean, other than like the Master System, I guess, the Saturn and Dreamcast were released like pretty close to each other. So they're not even covering all the years. No. They should have done, like, Dreamcast, Genesis, and then, like, SG-1000 <laughs> to cover, like, all the years. I mean, I guess they probably just chose what they chose because they were all home consoles. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But, um, but yeah, so the whole point of it is, like, they'll have, like, one episode where they'll be like, oh, you need to do X through game Y. So, like, 
the first one they do is like Virtual Fighter for the first two episodes, and then they do like Space Channel Five where they have to dance with Lulu, and mm-hmm. or what's her name Lala? That's what it is, and they do the dance and they, you know what I mean? Like it's like oh okay, but then they'll go back and like they have these episodes where like they, they just talk about random shit. And it's like so not, not boring. Not even Sega random shit. Just, <laughs> um, yeah, like oh, what's your favorite kind of food, or, or what do you like to do, or this or that, or some random topic. Uh, then there's, it gets like really that. weird. Just gaming facts. Yeah, and then it gets really weird, where they start advertising shit. Like, they actually have an episode where they're like, oh. We're going to go into this game that's available on iOS, Android, and PC. <laughs> Download Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> Pretty much. And they have to go into like an MMO game like on their phone. Like, guess to jump into a phone. That's not a Sega thing at all. And they're like, but I don't want to do this. Like, because they kind of know like, hey, we're going to be obsolete. Well, I kind of like that then. Yeah. I, I, but it was kind of weird because they like, start like. Stuff that surplanted it. Yeah. But it, I mean, they get at one point they get like Sonic to show up, and Sonic doesn't say a goddamn word. But they run through Sonic Two, Sonic One, and uh, Sonic uh, the Dreamcast One, where they're doing the whale and the whales chasing them. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of funny, but like it's weird. They like suck up to Sonic, like oh Sonic son. Oh, you're so great and dumb. He's the champion of our of our platform. Pretty much. It was weird. We like, love him. He's our was, Mario. It was like, I don't know. And it was weird that he didn't talk when, like, he's talked for so many years. It is weird. He just did motions. They they, <laughs> they couldn't afford all of the IP. They, they couldn't get whoever owned the specific right to Sonic to let them use Sonic's voice. Yeah, apparently. Not not even the canned phrases. Never mind having someone that could do the voice acting. Yeah, but I don't even know what the fuck Sonic sounds like in Japanese. I don't think I've ever heard it. Same. Wait, it's thirteen episodes you, long. Wait, Go ahead. That makes me wonder. I I forgot if you mentioned. Did you watch it dubbed or is it subbed? It's all subbed. It's all subbed. Yeah, there's no dub. <laughs> do you think they're gonna spend money on this? I mean, it's basically Sega just like, hey, guys, remember these cool things? Your childhood was awesome. Oh, buy our new shit. It's interesting because the person that did the script and the directing and, like, everything is just one person. Yeah. He's only done, like, the fairy show you mentioned and the Sega Girls and, like, nothing else. So, I mean, it's fun at first. Like, oh, ha, they're going. And, like, it's funny how, like, they win Virtual Fighter. They keep spamming the same move that does, like, ultimate damage. And it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a silly move. Um, But it, like, gets kind of old after a while. And some of the stuff, like, they go deep as fuck. Like, there's stuff I didn't even know what anything about. Like, they go really, like, back catalog. Um, but Makes sense. I mean, it is fan service to... I don't know. People yeah. that are really into Sega. <laughs> yeah. But by the end, I'm... Because what was confusing to me, too, like, the first game, it was like, oh, you each get five coins. But the next one, they're like, oh, you get 15. Oh, you get 20. Oh, you get 40. And it's you like, got to wrap up the show. You get more and more. Yeah, more. because, like, one episode is not just one thing. It's usually spread across two or three, you know. 
So it was kind of annoying that that it was like, and they kept like. Now, have you seen the OVA special? No. They play in a school sports festival. I have not. Because uh, honestly, by the time we got to episode thirteen, and again, these were ten minute long episodes. Some of this stuff dragged on. That's impressive to make it drag on in like, episodes. Like some of the conversations they had were fucking pointless. I'm just like, I uh, don't Sega Saturn, do you like pizza or soup? Yeah. Stuff like that. They're like, what's your favorite sushi dish? And no matter what her answer is, like how would you ever tie it back to like the system? Yeah. So by the time episode 13 shows up, like, they have some kind of stupid weird twist at the end, but it's all for naught. It's all meaningless. They all graduate, and, oh, what do you know? They become real consoles to bring happiness to boys and girls around the world. That was their mission, is to graduate from Sega High School. And it's funny, they're like, let's sing our national anthem, or let's sing our school song. And they're like, Sega... And they're like, well, let's sing the extended edition. Sega. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then they like start saying other things. Like, this is kind of funny jokes. Like, yeah, it was mm-hmm. funny. But it gets kind of old after a while. Like, like they they even find it funny though. Like, I think they had stuff on the on the on the cutting room floor. Cause one of the last episodes, they're like, oh, remember that time we went in crazy taxi and then and remember that time when we did this game and we did that game and second saturn's like we didn't do any of that and they're like shut up Mm. she's like oh yeah we've done so much in high school and the games (laughs) they pick are like it's almost like the show is just it's a big joke. It, it's it's self-aware that yes, it's it's a topic that can never be covered in 13, 10 minute episodes, and they just have to joke about not including everything. Yeah, like, but I also they feel know like... people will be pissed off. They'll be like, "Where the fuck is Crazy Taxi?" Yeah, well, that's the thing too. Where it's like some of the games they picked, I'm like, really? Like Virtual Fighter? Okay, uh, you know they give homage to Sonic, but they like went into like some like robot game where you're like piloting a a mech. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, see they go to Fantasy Star. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, Fantasy Star. Around forever. And some like uh, game you can download on your phone, and like, like I'm thinking like, why aren't they in like, you know, they mention of of Golden Axe, but like, and they mention mm-hmm. like Shinobi and you know different Street, other games. Uh, Street Fighter, Streets of Rage. Yeah, Street Streets Fighter. of Rage. Like they name drop stuff. But it's like the games they chose to use. It's like, yeah, why isn't there a crazy taxi? You know, they use Jet Set Radio Future, where they have to do tricks. Hell yeah, Jet Set Radio. Yes. You know, so it's just... It's they cover fun. a lot for that short of a show, I They guess. do. But at the end of the day, too, it's just like... It kind of wears off. Like, mm-hmm. by the time I was done, I was like, all right, I've had my fill, I never want to watch this again. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It was just like, I see what you're doing. You're not bringing anything of, you know, consequence. There's nothing. It's just like, hey, this is a like this show. show is a good example of what I was talking about earlier, where it would be more fun to watch in a group that's just like nostalgic for the systems. I think you're right. A hundred percent. Doesn't seem like a fun show to watch alone as much. I think, you know what? I think I would say, yeah, you're right. 
You're a hundred. That's exactly it. Like everyone, everyone would cheer like Golden Axe. Go oh, Golden Axe! Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> I get it, that. It'd just be so much more excited to like hear people's stories about it. Kind of like how we discussed just now, but yeah, yeah. Whereas watching it alone, you're like, okay, well, the show itself doesn't offer much. It's just nostalgic tips. Yeah, it's just name dropping stuff, like mm-hmm. you know. So, um, I mean, I gave it a a five. It's not bad. The voice acting is, it's voice acting. The characters <laughs> are fine. I mean, you get your name dropped. It's always fun to figure out what they're gonna be doing next um or what like easter eggs they might have but at the end of the day it's a show if you like sega or if sega was a part of your childhood growing up yeah check it out but if you are a nintendo fanboy or girl the show may not be for you so i'm kind of tempted to watch it now I'm kind of interested. Maybe to, check out the first few episodes. Like I to, said, to pitch it to my group. I kind of want to, kind of want to watch it with other people and see. That would be fun. Yeah, I'd be kind of curious to see what the reaction would be. Mm-hmm. And you can watch this on Crunchyroll. It's still up there. Um, and it got licensed by I Disco mean, yeah, it's Tech. It's not that old, as I pointed out. 2014. No, it's not. But I mean, they even got licensed for Blu-ray release. In the hmm. U.S., discotheque. It'd also be it a cool show to choose for watching in VR chat, just because their models are MMD models. It's topical. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I wonder if I can uh, if I can find like the MMD files from the show. If oh, I can play I, as Sega I Saturn. Guarantee. Let me, yeah, I'm gonna Google that because I guarantee to you. Let's see. Missing. MMD missing Sega Heart. Okay, DeviantArt. Yep, I think I found it. It's on DeviantArt. Mm-hmm. Is that where you find a lot of your stuff? I, I don't know. Um, well, there's like a Japanese website I use, but yeah, DeviantArt, people upload some. Yeah, I see one. I see uh, the Dreamcast model. Oh, there you so, go. So yeah, I could actually use this Dreamcast model. I want Sega Saturn, though. I could use Dreamcast to watch the show in VR. Now, suddenly the show sounds a lot cooler if you can do that. <laughs> but it was funny though, like the intro and outro and stuff is just like normal anime jazz. Like in the at the end to the show, they just sing and dance. Hmm. At the credits. But uh I don't know. I, it was man, it was okay. Nothing to write home about, but nothing bad either, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, do you have any other questions on the show? Um, I I guess just like, uh, why are they always like chibi models? That's just the like way on they the cover, are. On the cover, they have real models for them. That yeah, are like you're right. Now I'm looking at the cover. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Model, that's the model I wanted oh, to be like. In I VR guess chat. that's their that's their <laughs> that the model that model is like their um. Some of their video game models are like that, like Jet Set Radio Future. That's their model. Hmm. Yeah, but it's weird that normally when they're just like talking, I assume in the high school they're yeah, like they're the cheesy. Yeah, exactly. Huh. 
Interesting. I mean, a very niche show. I mean, according to my anime list, it's ranked like 6,000 in, in popularity. Yeah, well, you know, it was funny, too, is looking at the stats on that before. Like, 500 people has claimed this to be a 10-star show. <laughs> oh, excuse me. 254 people have claimed it to be a 5-star. A 10 show. Like... That's crazy. It gets about... The highest level it's got is a 7. But yeah, only... 5,247 people have even finished it. You know, so... so yeah, roughly 5% of the people that have seen it think it's a perfect show. Well, I mean, this is back to why I hate the 1 through 10 rating system. But yeah, yeah I guess they're probably just rating it on nostalgia and their appreciation for someone to try to do it. More than, like, the contents of the show. Yeah, well, that... I mean, the show itself... The, there's nothing of consequence in this show. It's just cute girls doing things. It just happens to be video games. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, they they might get in some peril, but it all works out in the end. And to me, they're not even that cute because I mean, I hate the chibi models. <laughs> they're disturbing. They're just big bobbleheads. Yeah, they're they just be cuter to me if they were like normal animation, like the ones on the cover. Fair enough. Well, all right. Should we wrap it up? Sure. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, check out our website, bonsaibee.com. There you'll find a review index. Um, yeah. And until next time, be safe, don't get sick, and, uh, and uh, we'll be here soon. This has been the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you have any feedback, head over to bonsaibeat.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this episode. While you're there, you can also find our review index, which has a list of all the anime that we've reviewed on the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to add us to your favorite podcatcher. You can find links to do that on our website. Otherwise, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio if that's easier for you. Once again, this is the Bonsai Beat Podcast. Thank you for listening. And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send them to bonsaibeat at gmail.com.